1: get vaccinated. You're dumber than a rubber chicken. I am a rubber chicken, and I want to get vaccinated. Words of wisdom, my friend. Words of wisdom. Ah! Please, thank you for sharing. And now it's time for Lewis Black's rant cast number 35, entitled, My Brackets Are Broken. Does That Mean Spring Break Will Break Us? Well, wow, at least Miami got its act together and hopefully in a nick of time, but I don't know, having watched what was going on there this, the, the, the past few days with spring break. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, too many people doing too many, no masks, it, too close, too, just the kind of thing that makes my whole body go, no, too much for me. What, really too much, too, I don't understand it. Okay, as the uh, the mayor said, um, as as the city was being overrun with thousands of unruly spring breakers, ignoring COVID restrictions, drinking in the street, blocking traffic, and jumping on car hoods to twerk. It's not worth the revenue, said exasperated Miami Beach Mayor Dan Gelber. Damn right it's not worth the revenue. What are you kidding me? Huh? What does Ron DeSantis think, huh? $10 is more important to him than, than somebody's life? I, I just, it's incomprehensible to me that you would, I, why just just say, no, we're not doing it. We're not flying people in en masse. No, you, we're not, they, the hotels aren't open. Please, we've got to stop. We are literally, once again, every time we get close to the gold line, we're spiking the ball. It's like we refuse to pay attention. There's a gold line, schmuck. It's there for a reason. Well, I don't agree with that. No, Rand Paul didn't agree with it, did he? No. He told to Dr. Fauci this week that he was wearing a double mask because uh, it was some type of theater. Really? Huh? He's not a drama major, asshole. He's a doctor. Okay? Please stop it. You're a senator of the United States. Okay? Your job is to figure out what laws and bills and shit we need to have done. Not to fucking make comments about the way in which our health system should be run unless it's a vote in, in about it, okay? He's the doctor. Does he come in and go, you should have voted for this? You've put so much hair product in your head, I believe, Rand Paul, that it seeped in and it has rotted your brain. Zip it, okay? We don't have time anymore. All right, this is, we keep repeating this chapter 37 or 92 or 116 of, of uh, notes on a pandemic that won't end, okay, showing that we have no no fucking understanding of what freedom is or liberty. I, you, I, you're not allowing me to express my, free, but God damn it, give me Applebee's or give me death. What are you, kidding me? We don't understand science anymore, health anymore, responsibility anymore. What did we lock ourselves up and where we we're playing hide and seek with our fucking brains? Please, son of a bitch. It's exhausting to watch. We were moments away. And then, and, and, you know, they, they decide, OK, we're going to and they rightfully should be giving, uh, you know, these. Uh, assistance checks to folks who had been fucked through this whole thing, and they desperately need the money. But they're giving it right at the point that spring is coming, and and not that they shouldn't give it out, but, but it comes with spring is coming, and the vaccines are happening, and there, things are being opened up, and now people are going to spend the money, so they're flooding the streets, and I'm going to get on a plane. Okay. Whew. I can afford it. Okay. Stop. So it is... The way it is, and then meanwhile, in the Senate, they're trying to honor um, the uh, the the Capitol Police uh, for their to to give them an award. I guess a congressional medal, and uh, I think it was twelve. I'm not doing the counting. uh, You know, Republicans in the House voted against it because uh, of the way the bill was stated. It referred to the people who were, um, you know, uh, who were basically, you know, stomping and and smashing and bashing, and fucking and, and and up every, you know, just just chaos, creating chaos, and and killing people. And uh, they didn't like the word insurrectionists. Are you kidding me? It just makes you want to. It makes me want to take a nap. Every every fucking day something comes up, still, considering, still. And I just want to lie down and go, that's it. My day is done. Wow. It is, uh, it just, it is, it, it's endless. And the only thing that has uh, sadly worked as a distraction is March Madness. And I feel somewhat bad watching it because uh, these kids are being put under uh Immense pressure, as much as they really love the game, and I get that they love the game, uh, but their lives are being put at risk. Well, you know, they're young and they, I don't give a shit, okay? They went through a season in which they had, uh, you know, basically in their locker rooms, I mean, in their, in, their, in their dorm rooms part of the time, locked up because of COVID restrictions, all of this stuff that they had to go through in order to get there. And now they're doing all these protocols. And, and what for? For a buck for the university to make a buck and boy if you've watched these things which i've watched and i feel guilty in part by watching them but i'm gonna watch it because i if i don't get a distraction i'll feel more than guilty i'll feel psychotic um so uh i, I just think that uh I, I i have to say that um after all they've been through this year, and I know that there are people who will disagree with me, and I, I fucking get it. But you, you subject these kids to what they've been subjected to, and, and, uh, and you, you ask them to make money for their fucking schools, and what do you do? You, you can't, you know, and you, you should be giving them, uh, you know, uh, vaccinations, all right? I'm sorry. It's the way I feel. You put their lives in danger, and now you continue to do it, and you tell them, oh, the protocols will work. They just had to fucking throw VCU out because the protocols didn't work because there's there variants flying around everywhere. It's, it's just unfair. And don't get me wrong. Do I think that do it yet, that teachers should get it? Uh, people who are uh, in contact with the public, like the, anyone who works in a grocery store, anyone who's delivering, anyone who's a pharmacy, all of those folks. It's the way it should be. And anybody who is in that position of having to to make money for a university by playing a sport that they love, and they're not going to avoid it because they love it, and they've waited their whole lives to, you know, be on that court in front of. And they don't give a shit. You know, they're they're a little depressed. There's some people out there watching, but they know that the whole world is watching. I'm watching and feeling badly that I'm watching. But boy, there have been some great games, and a lot of the. Faith-based schools are winning, which is something we should maybe think about. Uh, maybe if the University of North Carolina, where I went to, would uh, maybe if we'd all pray a little more, but I don't think it would have happened. We just, it wasn't going to happen this year, and we weren't that, they, that great a team. Oral Roberts, for crying out loud, did it. Oral Roberts is going to the Sweet 16. Unbelievable to me. If you've never been there, I was there, I performed in a comedy club. First place I went. Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, raced over years ago, years ago. I, 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 I raced over there because when I was a kid, and this is not the place my age, you know my age, but my first recollection of Will Roberts is sometime uh, watching the TV with four, only four channels. This guy in the middle of bumfuck, in the middle of bumfuck, Oklahoma, or wherever the, wherever the hell he was in the, in the you know, Could have been Missouri, wherever he, he, they would, they had him, they would televise him, uh, you know, from a tent, from a tent. He was a a tent preacher. And from there he, uh, he settled down and taught and, and, and built this school with a giant prayer needle, big hands, big praying hands that hundreds of comics have jokes about. And I can't remember one of them. I didn't, because I don't really write jokes, as you all well know. and I'm writing less and less of them. But boy, if you get a chance to go there, uh, don't go with somebody you're going to laugh with, because I took the tour of, uh, with a comedian I was with. Name escapes me. Everything's escaping me. And uh, we, we couldn't really look at each other while we took the tour of the history of Boyle Roberts, because there's like a gap of about five years where it just kind of disappears, and they don't really explain it. Um, and he built this extraordinary prayer needle and in the eighties, he climbed up into it and he said, I'm going to be up here. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, basically, I'm not going to, uh, I'm going to uh, fast. <laughs> you know, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to eat. And I'll drop dead. Uh, you know, if you don't send in the money, I will not eat until we raise the money. He's, he's going to starve himself to death in the prayer. You know? And he was going to pray for us. And the money came rolling in because you don't want to see him starve to death. Do you know you don't not oral. And if you want, You know, for those of you who have totally uh, lost your grip on reality and want, uh, you can send um, to the prayer needle. They'll they'll pray for you 24-7. They're up there. You send in a donation. They'll pray for whatever you want. So maybe if you're rooting for the University of Michigan uh, or whoever is is in the Sweet 16, I don't know they're playing a game tonight, uh, but let's say Gonzaga, send them, send it, send it on out. See if they do uh, pray for Gonzaga. (laughs) <laughs> that'd be that'd be funny. We we will we will not be praying for Gonzaga due to the fact that uh, Oral Roberts University is participating. We're saving our prayers for them. Uh, so uh, it's uh, it's just, uh, you know, and, 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 and then finally, you know, and then you you, you you think, OK, well, you know, things are returning to normal and in the midst of returning to somewhat normal with the madness that's going on, of course. You wake up, and uh, they're shooting Asians in uh, six, I believe, in uh, Atlanta, in massage parlors. Oh, he's a sex addict. No, he was someone who had, obviously, um, I think, uh, some sort of hate going. And, uh, And it goes back to, whether you like it or not, the China virus coming out of the mouth of our former leader, that nobody said, you have to stop saying that. Until the very end, they allowed him to say shit that he shouldn't have been saying. Just because he's the president, fuck you. You don't get to call it the China virus. It's the coronavirus. And the reason you don't get to call it that is because of all of that, all of the buttons that are pushed with that shit, with that kind of hate that bubbled up and it's been bubbling up now for quite a while. And uh, I, for one, certainly had a a sense of it because I have some friends who've talked to me about it, but I didn't realize just how severe it had become and how severe it's been. And enough is fucking enough, please. Uh, You know, I'm sorry. Those of you who are are those white people who, who just can't handle the fact that uh, they're not going to be the majority anymore and they will disappear from this earth. Maybe six will be left. I don't know. But as far as this is a melting pot, okay, that was the deal. So get the fuck over it already. You've had enough goddamn time. All right. All of us, were supposed to mix it up and become something else. It will be more beautiful because of it, because of all of that mixture, and that and our Asian friends it, it have to be a part of it. Whether you're afraid of that shit or not, you're afraid of of of, of what's going to happen. Well, I'm afraid of it. I'm afraid of what's going to happen. Fuck you and your nonsense. We don't have time anymore. We got to grow up. It's got to stop. Literally people start barking this stuff in public or on Facebook or on Twitter. That's it. No, you want to do it in the privacy of your basement. Fine. You want to talk to your three friends about how they upset you. Okay. That's where you get your little freedom of speech. Okay. But the ball game's over in terms of the public square. All right. Take your nonsense and shove it. Talk to yourself when you're in the bathroom. God damn it. But meanwhile, in response to this, or I would imagine in some other things, uh, there was a wax statue of our former leader and Madame Tussauds in, of all places, San Antonio. Uh, And uh, somebody punched it out. Somebody punched it out. Can you believe that? That's right. They had to remove it. I'm now. How do I feel about that? Well, better they're punching a a, a wax figurine. Um, And the only thing is, is now that people have read about that, I'm sure wherever the wax figurine shows up, they may be punching it out in a lot of places. But wow, that's how much he pissed people off. And that's how much residue of like uh, anger is still sitting in the community on both ends. So mad that I'm gonna <laughs> get it out by punching the shit out of a wax dummy. God, this week too, I'm watching the week last week. You know, the, the year anniversary. Uh, just at the very end of it, that they announced that the um, many psychiatrists and counselors and uh, pundits have uh, decided that what we're Suffering from all of us is is a condition that has now been called pandemic brain fog. They just discovered this? They just discovered this? You kidding me? Really? Ten days into this shit, I was talking to my friends. Going, I I fucking don't, uh, I'm spending my days wandering around my apartment trying to remember what it was that I didn't do today. All right? I just did it again. I lose from one to four. I lose, it just, I go, the fog the fog comes in on tiny cat's paws, as, as, as Carl Sandburg said. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I don't fucking remember, but that's what just came out of my mouth. I think it's what he said. And we're all in the midst of that fog. And it's just, it, And it, it, they just finally, you know, they should have been working on this for quite a while. They should have been able to start talking to us about it and trying to tell us how to fucking get the fuck out of it because I'm still not out of it. And Well, you exercise. No, I, I do some exercise. I walk around. I still got my, still locked inside my fucking head. I'm bouncing off all four walls. I'm wearing a rubber suit in there. And I'm talking to my, I'm sitting, I talk to a rubber chicken for fuck's sake. The other thing totally, It shows the the goddamn level of insensitivity as regarding um, the way in which uh, we handle some crimes that are, in in fact, racially motivated, uh, whether we like to see that or not. And so this uh, sheriff said, in response to this horrific shooting, he said that, this twenty-one-year-old who had a gun because we can't get enough guns to people. Maybe we can talk about that sometime because nobody's going to take away your gun unless you got a howitzer in your backyard, okay? So get over it. The experiment hasn't really worked as well as we thought it would. But but I'm, uh, but look, the fact of the matter is, is that uh, he said that this this kid uh, really uh, he had a bad day. Are, are you shitting me? He saw what happened, and he called that a bad day. That is not a bad day. A bad day is you—you you trip and you and you, uh, you know, and you, you 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 maybe you cut your knee or something on the sidewalk. All right, maybe if you're lucky, okay. And, and you know that would be a good. That would actually might, might not be bad because you might need instead of needing a, to have a arthroscopic surgery. Um. Having a bad day would be uh, you send off uh, an email that was meant uh, for, you know, for someone and it's about your ex-girlfriend and it goes to your ex-girlfriend. That's a bad day. There are five light years between a bad day and what that fucker ended up doing there that day. And that, 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 that sheriff should have known it and certainly said something more appropriate. Good God. And then we wonder why this shit happens Wow here's someone who uh, thinks outside the box this may make you feel a little better this is it's too bad this guy's a criminal because he really uh if he if he put it put things if, if he did something uh if, you know if he, if he put this kind of application as something positive well, here, I'll read it. He, he, Eric Warren, 50 of Texas, was sentenced to 20 years in jail for borrowing a loaner vehicle from a BMW dealership, using the car for an armed bank robbery, and returning to the dealer to buy a car with the cash. Now, that is a criminal thinking way outside the box. That's kind of brilliant, really. Okay? that's That's kind of a bad day. <laughs> choosing, making that wrong choice. You would, you would wish that when he's, he's in prison for 20 years, you would hope during that time maybe he would try to come up with a, with a smarter way to use that kind of ability to think outside the box. Um, but enough. It's time to move on down the road to uh, Rockford, Illinois. We performed there on a Thursday, January 30th, 2020, at the Coronado Performing Arts Center. Oh, 2,400 seats. Not not a lot of them filled, but enough for sure. Never sold a lot of tickets in Rockford. Just not been able to do it. Uh, always thought maybe it was the advertising. Had an idea. Hey, why don't we uh, set up a billboard? Cars always riding by. That's where we'll catch their eye. Because apparently the other things aren't working, you know? They're just not picking it up when they pick up the paper or they, 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 whatever, you know, however they get it. It's not coming on the radio. However, they're missing it. So maybe that'll work. You know, it works for casinos, but it's casino, Lewis, you fucking idiot. You know, I'm like a door prize. Gee, I lost $35,000 there this year, and I get to see that prick, Lewis Black. So it didn't work. Uh, That's how come I'm not a marketing man. Um, But it was another great night in Rockford. Uh, It always is, no matter how many folks show up. And, uh it was a lot of fun and uh, and and is and it was the whole year uh, just really great rants were written as uh and um and also the the rants that i'll be reading that uh, rolled in over the past two weeks are are also exceptional and uh and if you enjoy it and you're enjoying this uh, put, say that you like it because I've been told that you should say that you like it. I don't know why you should say that you like it, but it's supposed to help get other people to go, oh, you like it, so then other people, I don't know why. They think that makes people listen. I don't know, but uh, but if you could do that, if there's a place to do that, and uh, they tell me there is. Um, and keep sending in those um, those rants, and, or whatever's on your mind, please, because is. As we uh, finish up the tour, what what I will do is continue the the rant cast as long as you seem to be enjoying it, and I will read nothing but the new rants that come in. So whatever you've got to say, go ahead and say it. Share a story, an idea, or just rage. Rage at the night. Rage at whatever you wish to rage at. Uh, Reading your words truly uh, makes a difference to me. And I hope it makes a difference to you. This is the only uh, show that I know of that is written by the audience. And I think it's important um, because I think it's important that you're heard. Uh, Not on Facebook, not on TikTok, not on Twitter. But what you have to say is heard. Everybody else, you know, all of those leaders sit there and quack, 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 quack. Um, and I find at times uh, what you have to say is a lot more lucid on many of these subjects than what they have to say. So thanks again for your time and, and for giving all that you do give when you send in those rants. It means the world to me. Take care of each other. I hope you get a, uh, uh, your vaccine. Uh, I hope you get a vaccination, one that you really like. <laughs> no side effects get to see your family, get to do some hugging. I got to see my mom, and even though she's kind of orbiting in her own fashion, it was, it was good to spend the time with her. It, uh, it meant a lot, and I'm sure it'll mean a lot to you. Take care of each other, and we'll see you next week if the dental surgery I'm getting works out well. <laughs> I leave you with that.
0: In just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues, and all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, so we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.
1: And here's what's been irritating David Lane. Lewis, I want to talk about something that has been a problem for years, but is something I've only recently realized is a true nuisance. Spam mail. We all get it. Plagues every inbox from here to, well, even North Korea, I would imagine, although I would probably guess that their spam mail is exponentially more scary than what you and I receive. Let me give you an example. I use my email for everything. Like most people, has become the sole conduit of communication for nearly everything in my life. So when I wake up in the morning, open my inbox, and see subject lines that read, pooping accident leads to massive weight loss, woman chokes on husband's member, or squirting school, you can imagine how frustrating and curious one may become. But don't get me wrong, there's nothing more intriguing to me than learning the exact steps to making a woman squirt. It's just that I simply do not have the time to juggle masturbating furiously while fumbling around with my phone and trying to get ready for work. Perhaps if my job were to test those skills against a fair stipend, then my problems would merely be a moot point. However, I digress. I feel as if I've been duped by my inbox, a digital friend under the employ of my curious and trustworthy nature. On top of the aforementioned subject slipping through the cracks of an apparently useless spam filter, or a bevy of other silly emails. Take, for example, the endless sea of broken promises that are penis enlargement pills, exercises to pinch your balls in hopes of lasting longer in bed, or blowing arcing ropes of semen all over the room like a party favor. And congratulations, you've won a $1,000 Walmart gift card. Please click here. I don't know about you, but I challenge anybody to spend $1,000 on anything in Walmart. The kicker is, is that you can't blow your brains out after you do it. The only thing I could think to spend that much money on in Walmart would be diapers. Because in the age of toilet paper disparity, shitting in cloth and tossing it in the rubbish container seems like living the high life when compared to the pandemic way of living life try it sometime. One year ago, nobody would ever consider shitting their pants while binge-watching your favorite Netflix show. Now we live in a time where Zoom is not just for business meetings anymore. You can sell your stupid fat tips in exchange for Bitcoin payments and a quick load dump into an old sock while soiling yourself on the couch. And that's all before you have to engage in an eight-hour inbox purge to rid yourself of false promises to meet local horny moms waiting to be plugged by single sexy bulls. I, for one, can tell you that I've yet to see any of these horny housewives anywhere in my town. But maybe that's because they're busy email blasting potential clients six days a week. One can only hope that as the vaccines roll out, some of these people will no longer be able to entertain teaching the long-lost art of cuckolding and anal play techniques. I, for one, have run out of breath, bandwidth, and Kleenex. If life doesn't return to some semblance of normal very soon, I fear that the space between the keys of my laptop will be coagulated with dead skin, sweat, and just as my McAfee security protection expires which I would have renewed had it not been for forwarding $10,000 to a Nigerian counterpart who promised I would receive $1 million that was left to me from a relative in Zimbabwe. I can't wait to get my inheritance because I plan on investing in GameStop. Hopefully I didn't miss the boat on that while I was busy answering emails regarding tricks understanding the female orgasm. Anyway. I hope this email finds you well and not mixed in with your spam folder. But if it does, look for it. My rant should be somewhere between Peter North's techniques to increasing injaculate volume and Donald Trump's secret to success. Godspeed, Lewis, or something like that. Thank you, David Lane. No, thank you, David Lane. You're right about that spam rolling in. I got pounds of it. Mine is, a, yeah, here's six places you want to see before you die. Oh, boy. Here's an interesting idea from Carrie Easton. So I've been thinking a lot about how school supplies cost so much for parents, and they don't have budgets for school supplies through the school. Well, let's say you were to make an industrial-size recycling center for each state, one that also doubled as a, a hemp farm, say. And you could incorporate all of the recycled materials that would be donated from every school district in the state. Think about it. If each school donated paper, aluminum, wood, cardboard, and anything else to this recycle center, whose sole purpose is to make school supplies. Hmm. They could make pencils, notebooks, desks, uniforms, sneakers, lunch trays, you name it. They could probably make it. If not from the recycled materials incorporating the hemp materials into it, they could have endless possibilities. If every state had one of these recycling centers whose sole purpose would be for school supplies, you could eliminate the school supply issue while pulling hundreds of jobs out of thin air. And that, I think, is a good idea. Well, it's a a pretty interesting one. I don't know where the hemp comes in exactly. Once you... Set your master plan going. You'll be able to explain that in your uh, in your what do they call it that uh, your PowerPoint presentation when we get back to those. Thank you, Carrie. That's not a bad idea. Be a nice way to get school supplies and CBD oil. Here's a rant from and I think I'm getting this right. AJ, it's Polish. Don't bother. LOL. Long time listener, first time (laughs) rantor. Sundays are my grocery shopping day to do my lunch meal prep for the work week. I make my five lunches at a time so I can wake up, have a coffee, watch my stupid, goofy local news, try to come alive and get my shit together to get there on time. And this was my experience today doing my grocery shopping. I felt so bad for my cashier today. There was a guy in like his 40s in front of me cashing out. I was staying my six feet back, so I didn't hear what he said to her because if I did, I probably would have ripped him a new new one. I get up to her, and she's scanning my stuff, and I can tell she's very uncomfortable, so I ask her if she's all right. The guy in front of me was hitting on her. Kept saying, I bet you're really pretty under that mask. And this girl just kept saying to me, that guy was old enough to be my dad. I'm only 17. I'm only 17! And that shit enraged me because she said that's the first time it's happened to her. And all she wanted to do was go home and shower to try to wash the creepiness off of her. Whew. That fucking broke my heart because I know that's not the last time she'll hear creepy shit like that. Being 37 and also working in retail, I had a guy like a week or so ago who was old enough to also be my dad. And he was like, You've got pretty eyes, you've got nice skin. Are those tattoos? Can I see them? For any guy out there hearing this who doesn't already know, don't fucking do that. We don't want, need your compliments. We just want to work our jobs and go the fuck home without having some old ass troglodyte hitting us. Keep that shit to yourself. Buy your items and get the fuck out of our store. From A.J., who's in Buffalo, New York, just down the road from Jamestown, New York, an hour and a half away, home of the National Comedy Center, Rick Quinn would like to get this off his chest. I finally got to a point in my life where I could build my own home I did so and completed it three years ago. I'm one of those people who doesn't mind spending more when you get more, but what the fuck? Can you not purchase any product worth a fucking fuck anymore? Please note that all new fixtures and appliances were purchased for the new home. In three short years, my $129 coffee pot leaked the water it holds and damn near ruined the oak countertop. The piece of shit washer that sounds like a motor on a remote-controlled car took a shit. The relatively high-end tankless water heater, which has no replaceable fucking parts, had to be replaced. The kitchen faucet leaked and had to be replaced. And the shower faucet knobs work about as good as my dick at midnight. Oh, I almost forgot. My fridge sounds like it's about to take a shit any day as it rattles like a pair of maracas. And my electric stove has a burner that gets so fucking hot, the devil wouldn't touch it. I don't use that burner, of course. Why can't companies make products worth a shit? If they are listening, some people want to buy good shit. And fuck those worthless warranties. We aren't stupid. We know they aren't worth anything. You know when the shit you make is going to fail. And unfortunately, so do we based on when the goddamn warranty expires. Get your fucking shit together, please. Sincerely spoken, Rick. Wow, everything fell apart there. $129 coffee pot. It can't just be a coffee pot, is it, Rick? Maybe. Brian Maltby on Daylight Savings Time. It certainly has become a debatable topic now, because I guess we're all sitting around, so we had nothing else to think about. Another rabbit hole we all slipped down together. Well, here's what Brian has to say what the fuck is up with daylight savings time? Set the clocks ahead in the spring and then leave them the fuck alone. I need daylight when I get home from work. In the winter, it's the only time I even have a chance to see the giant yellow orb hidden behind the clouds for at least four straight months. But no, God forbid the children have to go to school while it's still dark out. Well, I have school-aged children, and I say, fuck it. It'll toughen them up. What is that you say? It'll save power? Bullshit. That's got about the same level of scientific backing as astrology. You know what science does say? Fucking up our natural sense of time absolutely makes us more tired, more irritable, and more ready to lose our shit. Just what we need with most people hanging on by a thread during the pandemic, leave my time the fuck alone. We've got enough shit going sideways in the world already. We don't need to add to the archaic stupidity. I see your point, Brian. My friend Lenny, who was uh, one of the merch salesmen, drove him nuts every year. That time change made him crazy. He couldn't recover for days. It is ridiculous. I certainly agree with you. I've I've had it. Just leave it. Let's get what little sliver of the sun we can get during the winter, because sitting through this one, staring out the window, no place to go. Just seeing the sun for 15 minutes more might have helped. Uh-huh. Might have distracted me from sitting here and going down whatever fucking rabbit hole happened to pop up on the computer screen. Thanks, Brian. A Rant by Robert C. Lewis, I've been meaning to write this for some time, and I hope I can be somewhat coherent. Oh, don't we all? It's a tough time to be coherent, Robert. That's for sure. I know that one completely. I am an African-American male who is a big fan of your comedy. Thank you. I usually listen to you when I'm upset about someone doing something stupid, which seems to be a lot lately. A couple of rancasts back, you told the story about your father and how he was a big Paul Robeson fan. It was a great story, and I appreciate you telling it. I also appreciate that your father had you learn about someone from a different background and different race. The fact that your father was able to confront his own prejudices after one of Mr. Robeson's performances speaks volumes, and the fact that he shared that with you so it can be a lesson speaks louder than anything else. It was, uh, I I, I really appreciate that, Robert. It was a really, uh, it was a a real amazing moment for me. Which leads me to what I'm so fucking pissed off about. It seems that there has been a bigger push for schools, agencies, and departments to learn more uh, of the contributions of minorities and have productive talks about race. But it seems that there are some dipshits and scared parents that throw a massive hissy fit. Any time this is brought up, I mean, what do they think is going to happen? Their lily-white worldview will actually be broken, and they will realize that without some major contributions from minorities, there wouldn't be stoplights, blood transfusions, and video game consoles, first created by an African-American male who never, never got any credit until recently. Some would be shocked to find out that the greatest general in history was Hannibal, and that many military strategists used many of his techniques till this day how about the fact that the lone ranger may have been inspired by a black cowboy named bass Reeves? wow i'm not going to give you all the details i would tell anybody to do some fucking research and see for themselves i figured if we taught people a more multicultural history instead of the whitewashed shit in school maybe just maybe We wouldn't deal with the shit that has been going down lately with the increasing rise in hate crimes against Asian Americans and other minorities. I'm fucking sick of it. Most nights I can't sleep because I feel helpless to stop any of this. I'm tired of seeing stupid-ass politicians do nothing or spout some ignorant nonsense about how no one should politicize the country and that the police get no respect. But a bunch of fucking yahoos storm the Capitol like they're an advertisement for white supremacy. Then they're fucking silent. Then they are making excuses. Fuck you. Those who want to fight the change to the curriculum so that it is a more broader worldview instead of that narrow lens you see life through, fuck you. For those who want to compare which minority group is the most oppressed, fuck you. Those that use religion to spread hate and ignorance and then complain that people don't like you, big fuck you. I'm tired, and I can't deal with it. Oh, and for those that don't like what I say and will complain that this seems to be anti-white, fuck off. I'm tired of all you cowards, because that is what most of you are cowards. You're scared to do any hard work to change the status quo. I have more, but I'm starting to get more upset. I, I, I can see why. So I will say thank you, Lewis, for the chance to get this off my chest. I thank your father for broadening your worldview, and I'm sure there are a bunch of grammatical errors. Yep. Yeah, well, you were pissed. I'm sorry, if I read it, but I read it the way you wrote it. But I tried maybe I'll get some sleep. Once again, thanks. No, I really appreciated it, Robert. It needed to be said. It's really important. It would have been nice, uh, if my education was, uh, was multicultural. I think I said in the, the last Rancaster and the one uh, along the way that, uh, I stumbled onto the fact that, uh, Harriet Tubman came from the state of Maryland, an extraordinary woman. And uh, I was stunned that she came from the state of Maryland because it wasn't really ever mentioned. I mean, they may have talked about her. I don't remember. But I certainly would have remembered for sure if they'd said, boy, she came from the eastern shore of Maryland. That would have been something. I knew that's a trap. Brown came from there, but that was later on. And he was pissed, (laughs) and rightfully so, as are you. And thank you again, Robert, and I hope you get some sleep. And hopefully we grow up. Hopefully uh, one of the things of living through a perfect storm is is that, uh, you know, you come out the other end and you you get the shit done that you should have gotten done. Maybe this time, fuck, let's hope. Karen Jeffers Tracy is sharing this rant with us today. I started this morning with a simple task. Send out email reminders to the Earth Day committee I'm chairing. But Bill fucking Gates won't let me into the Windows 10 laptop I bought two weeks ago. The fucking fingerprint reader wouldn't read my own fingerprint. Once in with the password I had to scrounge for because he fooled me by using the fucking fingerprint sign-in for two weeks, I tried to change the sign-in procedure to get into my own laptop, which stays on my desk, in my home. But no, now God Gates is now the biggest farmland owner in the United States. 242,000 acres across 18 states. Oh, and by the way, is proposing to solve climate change with more nuclear plants. Don't worry, he has made them clean nuclear, just as efficient as Windows fucking 10, no doubt. Mr. Bill, may his little clay effigy ever get swished. And here, if you could mime that satisfying way, Mr. Bill's, oh no, gets cut off as you squish him, won't let me get rid of fucking sign-in options on my own laptop. Turns out there are 13 different ways to fix fingerprint sign-in failures. Halfway through, I stopped to look for this rant before I exploded. But because it defaulted to Microsoft Bing, of course, I couldn't find your rant page. Has anybody ever found anything on Bing What's it stand for? Bing. Bad information, never gotten. And the only other solution Mr. Bill had to offer was to create a thumb drive to sign in with, called a key. Are you fucking out of your mind? The only way I'd not lose a thumb drive would be to Velcro to the wall next to my desk. He helpfully suggests attaching it to my key ring so I can get stuff with crumbs from the amaranth teething biscuits in every pocket. Oh, please. I had to get this this Windows 10 laptop because my beautiful, fast, efficient Linux computer wasn't gates enough for all the remote work I had to do with other Windows computer. Next step, call my computer guy. Go Linux revolution. I've actually never had to pronounce that word linux linux thank you karen i've got two of them i got a i got a windows computer too uh, that i take on the road sometimes it drives you nuts. both of them drive me nuts i i, I switched to the uh apple and that makes me f- f- fucking psychotic i used to keep both of them on my desk i kept the uh microsoft one that i had the, the windows And I kept the the new one, the apple one, and so they could stare at each other. And they would know, and so that I could stare at both of them to realize why I hated both of them. Thank you, Karen. Liz Snyder is pissed, and I think you'll see why. I wanted to share with you something that I find more irritating than having a yeast infection in the swamp sauna heat you only find here in Florida. I've been on the receiving end of parenting disapproval from nearly every Karen-like cunt PTA member I have ever interacted with. Whenever one of these self-declared experts on everything mom finds out what movies, TV, video games, I allow my son to enjoy, I am forced to hear all about how I am a parenting failure and that I should be burnt at the stake for allowing my son's mind to be warped and filled with such trash. All of this stems from their simpleton theory that if you let any child watch an R-rated film, they will immediately become an uncontrollable, foul-mouthed teenager who is out there right now scoring a bag of heroin. I'm sorry if the crotch fruit of these basic bitch moms genetically lack the ability to control impulses or be able to tell the difference between fantasy and reality. My son, who is now 16, has never been kept from any movie or TV show he has wanted to watch nor has he ever been barred from a video game because of mature content. He knows right from wrong. He is polite and respectful. He avoids foul language in public, and he has never jumped out of a car and beaten a hooker to death as in Grand Theft Auto. Meanwhile, those soccer moms from hell are planning baby showers for 15-year-olds they kept pure by never letting them watch Deadpool. Somehow, even in the midst of their parenting failure. They still fail to see me as anything other than some agent of Satan himself. Since all of this means a shocking lack of shower invitations in my mailbox, I thankfully never have to hide the glee I find in watching my son look at their little future Parolees as if he was watching a dog eating its own turds. P.S. Recently, my ex-husband informed me my son was very unhappy about going to school and that we needed to find out what the issue was. So I chose a method my ex-husband never considered. I asked him what sucked about school. How fucking hard was that? His response was, everyone at my school is stupid or a whore. Arrest my case. You certainly have (laughs) Liz. Thank you. And from Kim Miller, a uh, rant about being an identical twin. We've never had anyone rant about that. I am an identical twin. We live in a lovely, not huge, not small, just right, Midwestern town. Big enough that you don't know everyone, but small enough you bump into each other at like the one main library. Yes. My sister and I do look an awful lot alike. No shit, Sherlock. My sister and I are introverts, so we don't verbally vomit out every detail to any acquaintance who may feel entitled to all the intricacies of our lives. But I will admit to dropping the ball on letting acquaintances know I am an identical twin and then freaking them out when they meet my sister. It's just something I figure if you know me as well as I want you to know me, you will know that fucking detail. Lou, this has happened to my sister and myself several times. A person comes up to hug me or my sister. Oh, hi. Sister's name, not mine. Oh, hi. We stop them gently and politely. I'm sorry, you must be mistaking me for my identical twin sister. I don't know you. So, uh, yeah, um, don't touch me. Response, and I swear to God, the same response many times in our lives. That's not funny. Um, No, I'm I'm not joking. I have an identical twin sister. You just called me by her name. Their response, I know you well enough that you would have told me. Stop it. Now, you are just being mean. No, really, no offense. I, I will say hi to my sister for you. Fuck you, stomps off. So then said acquaintance emails or texts me later telling me how mean I was, and I should apologize. And I have to say, no, dear, you really did bump into my sister, not me. Lou, I have been unfriended by this scenario. Well, I guess they weren't really my friend to begin with. So please tell the world for my sister and I, identical twins do look an awful lot alike. And even as adults get mistaken for each other. Much appreciated. And I appreciated that, Kim. Always nice to know what drives people crazy. Here's a rant from someone who truly has a right to rant after all that we've been through over the last year. Someone who's, well... It's from an anonymous nurse. And if anyone has the right to just yell and scream, it's someone working in the nursing profession after the year we've just had. I'm an operating room nurse, and most days I love my job. As you can imagine, the past year has been tough for most of us in healthcare. But I think I speak for all of us when I say that one of the worst parts of the pandemic hasn't been all of the illness and death It's the motherfuckers who believe COVID isn't real. You pieces of shit think what? That we go to work and play cards all day? It's a slap in the fucking face to every healthcare professional who's been putting their lives on the line caring for COVID patients. Burnout is a very real thing. I'm watching his friends retire early and leave nursing altogether because of burnout. My interaction with these fucktards has been mostly limited to reading their abject stupidity on social media. But then, last week, I had to take care of one of these assholes. This older, white, well, well-dressed man came in for elective surgery. Masks are required to enter the facility. This fuckstick walks in wearing a mask that says, this isn't what freedom looks like. Well... Excuse the fuck out of me. People are dying, but we should be worried about your personal freedom. I personally know of two physicians who died after contracting COVID at work. But by all means, take off your mask, breathe that COVID in deep and enjoy your freedom, you fuck. I'd like to thank you for that anonymous nurse and all the nurses out there and all the healthcare professionals for all you've given this year. Um, that you just didn't walk away and say, that's it. Fuck you. Uh, you know, you know, you get in the door on your own, uh, go lay down on a bed and wait to die. It's just, it, it really, and and I have friends who uh, play both sides of it. They, uh, I, I you know, they act as if, uh, you know, they know it's real, but they're really, but then they're, they're not doing the things to show that they know it's real. Uh, and and to continue in the midst of where we are now, you know, once again, you know, you know, you know, we get closer, to the closer we get to the finish line, the dumber people, beca- it's just fucking stupid. Oh, yeah, we're going to open everything up here. Why? Why? You know, wait a month, okay? It's nice out. Just kind of walk around and say hi to people. Wear a mask. Fuck you. Thank you. Thank you, anonymous nurse. Maybe next year you could send him say, I was the anonymous nurse. <laughs> and, uh, uh, everybody can go fuck themselves. <laughs> Thanks very much. Wendy Conklin wanted to share this rant with us. I want to start small because I'm not ready for the stroke that will envelop me as I try to type my thoughts about larger topics. Why is it that every damn time I'm busy doing something, my kids need help or want my attention? My hands are literally full of laundry, or heaven forbid, I'm in the bathroom attempting to empty my bladder and or colon by my fucking self, and I will hear a soft, sweet voice from the other side of the door. Mommy, can I have a gummy snack? And then I can hear the wrapper being crinkled around in their hands. Normally, I wouldn't be upset because they cannot open the package by themselves, or else I would have a whole other problem on my hands. Normally, I would just weigh my options quickly. Usually, it's the age-old, happy children now versus demon sugar spawn later conundrum. But this time, I stop myself and ask my child, where is daddy? Hmm? Because he's home. He's perfectly capable of opening a gummy snack. Watching TV, they answer. What the fuck? Are you telling me you walked past your father, a fully grown adult, that you have known your entire lifespan, not once but twice, to grab said gummy snack to bring to me to ask me to open it? A fully capable two-handed person that is not a stranger is sitting in his armchair, his hands completely empty? Are you fucking kidding me? What is more mind-boggling is that he is more likely to give them sugar. In fact, I have caught him motherfucking red-handed handling Reese's peanut butter cups to both children in hopes they will scurry to a corner somewhere to eat them, leaving him to sit comfortably in his chair while he finishes his latest binge of what-the-fuck-ever he's watching this week. But instead, they come to me. The person who is currently busy with switching over the laundry or washing the dishes or going to the bathroom. The person who, before they started this task, did in fact ask you, Are you okay? Do you need anything? Because I'm going to do XYZ and my hands will be full. I won't be able to get it for you right away. While well, thinking to myself, Because if I fucking stop to get you anything, I I will forget what ah, the hell I was doing. They both told me no. And I asked again just to be sure and followed up with a, are you sure you don't want anything? Because mommy will be busy for a little while. And as my lovely daughter, who is four, says, yeah, mom, I'm sure, go. I wonder where she gets that attitude. I don't know if I should be proud because no one will ever push her around. And in the future, she could lead a corporation with that attitude. Or should I be scared because she's perhaps a little too bossy and should be reeled in before she gets totally out of control? Uh, But I digress. So I tell my little at the moment darlings, OK, love you. Daddy's in the living room. If you need anything, followed by yet another exasperated. Yeah, mom, go. Back to the moment at hand. Now, both children are in front of me with gummy snacks at hand. Both are pleading, the biggest, saddest puppy-eyed dogs you've ever seen in your life, both begging and saying that if I open their gummy snacks, they would help me pick up their toys. They will help with the laundry. Any and every empty promise they need to get that delicious sugar high they so desperately want. And that's when I hear it. Guys, please leave mommy alone, she's busy. I'll help you. Come here, please. Too late now, asshole! I've already put down what I was doing and opened the damn gummy snacks after they walked by you twice. You didn't notice two small children walking in front of you to the kitchen and back? You couldn't have said something then? I'd have to remember what the fuck I was doing before I was interrupted by the damn gummy snacks. Now I'm walking around the house like a fucking lunatic trying to remember what the hell I was doing. Oh well, yeah, I was adding gummy snacks to the grocery list. <sighs> Thanks for listening, Wendy, a mom and wife who is slowly losing her mind in Montana. That was that was <laughs> wonderful, Wendy. Boy, we all have that memory thing. Don't get me going somewhere else because I'll forget. Well, I've talked about it in my act before, but, I mean, it was before it was as bad as it is now. I end up in my in uh, in my <coughs> in my, in my bedroom. I come from the kitchen, into my bedroom, I'm, and I'm standing here going, what'd you come here for? What'd you come here for? What'd you come here for? It takes about five minutes, and then, oh, that was it. Sometimes I have to walk back to the kitchen and remember what it was that I went in my bedroom before in the first place. It's add two kids to the equation and a husband sitting on the couch. You've got mayhem, a mayhem on your memory. Thanks, Wendy. It was a pleasure hearing from you. Miller Pichon, I hope I'm pronouncing your last name correctly, Miller, has sent in a counter rant to a rant we received a bit ago. A couple of weeks ago, a fellow ranter wrote in about how she enjoyed the pandemic lifestyle. Now, if you happen to be listening to this, I do respect your feelings about how you want to live life through this crap. But I have to say, I got pretty pissed off when you said, I am sick of everyone longing for a return to normalcy. Uh, Let me just say this. Not everyone thinks like you. This stupid fucking COVID crap has totally fucked up my plans for the last year and a half. I was planning on doing a 2021 New Year's celebration episode of a video series I'm doing on YouTube. But then I got sick, not COVID. And then that plan got flushed down the shitter. And worse yet, even after I got better, one of my friends couldn't hang out with us because his parents were worried about the virus. And this shit is still going on right now. It's preventing me from getting the crew together to do the episodes for our video series regularly. It's putting a great strain on our friendship, and it just straight up pisses me the fuck off. Hell, hell, I couldn't even have a proper 19th birthday party last year because of this pandemic bullshit. I had to spend my fucking birthday last year in my room playing Animal Crossing all day. But hey, at least all my villager friends threw me an awesome virtual party. Also, I think it would be nice to maybe go out to a cheesecake factory with my friends or hit the arcade or even just go into work without having to wear a fucking mask. Let's face it, the masks, as much as they are helping right now, are becoming a fucking nuisance. The damn thing causes me to fog up my glasses, goddammit. I just hate it when my glasses fog up. And lastly, I think it would be a hell of a nice thing to be actually be able to get on a plane and enjoy a nice flight without wearing masks, and being required to present a negative COVID test beforehand. That's actually one of the main reasons why I'm going to be driving, not flying to Las Vegas for my 20th birthday this year. And plus me and my best friend, since we are the dynamic duo of clusterfuckery, want to enjoy the journey hour by hour. Anyway, I'm not sure what level of antisocial you're on, but you have to accept the fact that there's a vast majority of people who want their lives to return to normal. Yours truly, especially live your pandemic lifestyle, how you want fucking leave the rest of us to hope for a return to normal in silence. Boy, I can understand that Miller. I've, I've just celebrated three friends of mine had birthdays this week, much older than you. And, uh, and uh, one we were able to get together because everybody was vaccinated, and, and uh, two of the others, uh, you know, had to do them. You know, uh, you know, just like you did. You're, you're 19th, a uh, virtual. My last birthday was uh, was virtually not there, so I know how you feel. So you're gonna, I think it would be hell of a nice to actually be able to. So you're gonna drive to Vegas. Well, I, uh, stay safe. I know wearing a mask sucks. I try to walk around outside and it just, uh, it just comes to a point where it's like uh, I'd like to be able to walk and breathe at the same time, especially with the new double masking thing. I think we're close to the finish line. So, Miller, uh, hang in. And thanks for the counter rant. Always a pleasure to know that folks are listening and, and uh, have things to say to those who, uh, who already said things. Isn't that a way for me to say things about things that were already said? That's what I'm saying. So thank you again. I don't know what I just said. That goes. Uh, that's because my memory's going. But that's for another time. We're coming to you live from the Coronado Theater in Rockford, Illinois. I'm going to go right into this because. Uh, well, yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of it. There's just a lot. Of this, is, this is from Linda Williams. She said, I don't live in Illinois, but I took this off the Internet. Rockford received the title of Screw Capital of the World. That's That's pride. Because of the millions of screws it globally manufactured. Located halfway between Chicago and Galena, is that right? The community was briefly known as Midway, but quickly became known as Rockford because of the excellent Ford across Rock River. Rockford, that's what I just said. I didn't say it, Rockford, I said Rockford. That's the way I said it. They still heard it. I, I don't think there's a lot of other Rock-Forwards or Rock-Furrits. Or Rock-Fourds. This is from Tim V. Where is the fucking sun? This is, a, this is an important question that Tim asks. I've been in... Uh, the Midwest. I've been in, uh, starting in Iowa. I've not left the Midwest. I did not go back to New York. Um, uh, I spent some time out near the uh, near the airport and um, testing people for the coronavirus as a part of my <laughs> my, my giving back to the community. <laughs> and uh, but uh, apparently, it's like the longest stretch of time. I get, is it nine days that you haven't seen the sun? And that's not right. On any level. It's not right. It's completely fucking wrong is what it is. And that's why uh, I, I've said this time and again. It, it, certain cities, you, Minneapolis, um, build, build a dome. Okay? So that you can go, you can do stuff. We, we're so advanced now. That just build a dome over this shit so that when this shit happens you can have the dome open and it, when it's nice, and when it's not you, you, and there's not going to be sun you fucking have a made up sun because this has been horrifying it literally is, I don't know how you get any work done, I was taking a three day break, and it, literally, I'd wake up at nine and you'd look outside and go, fuck, it's time to go back to bed um, this is uh, Matt Spencer, Rockford, Illinois. Uh, Dear Lewis, I've been a loyal fan of since 2004. I've been lucky to live in an area that is close to many places that you perform. My first time seeing you was uh, live was actually here at the Coronado in 2009. So I, 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 again here in Rockford in 2014, in Madison in 2016, and again in Madison in 2018. And uh, I, uh, I asked you uh, when you were coming back to Rockford for another show. I will refrain to quote you verbatim. But from your answer I gathered, gee, this prick ain't coming back to Rockford anytime soon. <laughs> then you made fun of my flannel, but then you signed my ticket and I felt like a winner again. <laughs> <laughs> ha ha ha. But what's sad is, Matt, that you actually took seriously that I that I hated your flannel. I I don't give a fuck about your flannel. <laughs> I then made it to your 2019 show last uh, fall in Skokie, and to my surprise, when you announced the new tour for 2020, and I saw that Rockford was back on the list for the first time in six years, I thought to myself, "Woo hoo! I win again!" And I wore another fucking flannel. <laughs> Thanks for coming back to Rockford, asshole. <laughs> this is. Out of these fucking seats, not telling is the name, out of all of these fucking seats, the only seven-foot motherfucker in this place sits right in front of me. (laughs) Almost as bad as the guy kicking my seat behind me every time he breathes. People were bitching about they said that the seats here were getting smaller. No. Okay, they're not making small. This is not an airline company, all right? They don't make smaller seats, okay? That's how cheap this fucking deal is, okay? The seats are there, you got bigger, ha 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 ha. That's the way it is. These seats were made for people in 19 whenever, but not, not today. So I'm sorry, it, they're not, it's, I, I feel badly, but that's the way it is. That's, and that's what makes the theater experience so uh, f- 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 fucking transcendent. <laughs> It's really the reason that people enjoy shows like Annie. You come, you go, holy fuck, god damn it, my ass hurts. And then Annie comes on and you go, I'm really going to like this, no matter what. That's why a lot of you laughed tonight. You didn't want to, but you went, fuck him, and I, fuck him I'm going to laugh. This is uh, John, oh, wait a sec, uh, oh yeah, this is good. Tonight, uh, Carrie Devine says, tonight you have a show in Rockford. Tomorrow you have to drive six hours to perform in Mount Pleasant, Michigan then drive back again to this area the very next night for a show in Waukegan. Is that normal for a tour? Is someone fucking with you? <laughs> no, it's, it's kind of normal. I mean, it depending if you get lucky, but you put down... Everybody puts down whatever comic it is who wants to work. Theaters, you basically, or bands, whatever. You put down a place, you say, I, I want to work here, I want to work here, I want to work here. And then you're given a position. So you guys might have been uh, one on a Thursday uh, or you know a two on a, you know, and ended up two on a Friday. So we ended up here. Then Mount Pleasant uh, might have been one on a Friday, but then two on a Saturday. Waukegan came up one, so that's it. And you just, you just deal with what the, the cards, the way they're dealt. But going to Waukegan, then I'm near O'Hare, and I can get the virus. <laughs> just makes it easier. It's an easier drive from Waukegan. To drive, what an insult to actually go, you know, Waukegan, let's say, then here, and then to, uh, to Michigan, and then drive all the way back six hours to get the virus. This way I've done it in half an hour. It's all about saving time. Uh, John Mash, in Rockford, Rockford, there is a fucking health system, Mercy Health, whose CEO makes over nine fucking million dollars per year. Over the last two months, over 200 people have been displaced from their jobs. When asked about his salary, he said it adds no additional cost to patients. <laughs> <laughs> where? Because where does it come from? Where did where did he fucking think the money comes from? Well, what is he talking about? Where does it come from? Doesn't add to patients. He just got rid of two hundred people, so that's where he got it from. Warren fucking Buffett makes five hundred thousand dollars a year. The CEO of Mayo Clinic, where we just were at, makes two two point eight million dollars per year. Mercy Health must be really good. <laughs> you must all be the healthiest fuckers on earth. This is, uh, this is f- Fix That Shit, is the, what, the name that I was given. I'm in the theater in Rockford right now, and I'm wondering if it is okay to fix the collar of the man in front of me. <laughs> that is why I really don't mind the fact that the audience sits for five minutes. Because what happens when you sit for those five minutes is you fucking start looking around and go, "What's this bullshit? What the fuck's happening?" <laughs> you wouldn't have seen that. You wouldn't have seen how fucked up his collar was. And I want to I and then ask his wife why she wants t- to see him fail in life. <laughs> Lady, fix the fucking shit he can't see back there. Everybody's going to get up. Who's with someone and go? What the fuck is it? My. <laughs> this is Candika Kiyobasa. Was that close, Kyle? What? How do you pronounce it, fucker? Just tell me. It's Candy. Candika, no. but I got the last name. That's completely fucked up. (laughs) Why the fuck do people find it necessary to make so many fucking political texts and calls? Why can't they send me porn or something like free pizza and Oreos? (laughs) Fuck politics. Let me eat Oreos and die happy. Full of cream filling. Christian Burns, I'm here with a golf pro. How much smarter am I? <laughs> well, that was worth it just for that, Christian. That was perfectly fine. I, uh, that, if somebody is making a living as a golf pro, they're way smarter than any fucker on earth, okay? What am I gonna do today? Well, I'm gonna go out and hit a ball. What are you gonna do later? Have a beer. This is, uh, this is this is uh, the two Jacob and Josh. So I read Jacob's welcome to Rockford, the city of lights, traffic lights, and in between you get a lovely roller coaster experience. Not a modern coaster, a wooden coaster with creaky wheels, because that's what you're in after you hit all the potholes. A wooden mining cart. If you try to leave by car, maybe you'll be out by 2021. At least you'll miss the election. And then Josh says, welcome to Rockford. We have a wild turkey named Jeffrey roaming the streets, terrorizing traffic and pedestrians. Uh, Jeff- Jeffrey actually made it onto the news, which will give you an idea of just how great a news system we have. I saw him on NBC or CBS fucking nightly news that turkey was attacking fuckers. But apparently uh, the turkey r- r- was run over. Yeah, yeah, well, tough shit. Fuck him. Fuck him. You see, fucking turkey fucking with people. What's he doing in the suburbs anyway? Get out. He's fucking out of his mind. Or get you. Know, that's the problem. There's no, there's no turkey mental health institutions. This is Karma Hank. I work. A lot of you people have the most fucked up names ever. Like you're going to get caught. I work in daycare. Parents pay oh yeah, well then you can't say your name. Parents pay me money to watch their children, whom I assume they love very much. They trust me to watch them for over ten hours a day, to make informed decisions on their care. However, they never listen when I say something is wrong. The doctor that saw them for maybe ten minutes says they are just fine. The child that has screamed bloody murder all day in my daycare is just fine. It's teething! Always teething! Some people shouldn't breed. <laughs> Boy, wow, that's that's uh, this is like an ad for CBD oil. <laughs> Derek Prado, a colleague has sold his business. Is, this is unbelievable. This is is this true, Derek? Yes. Fucking a, a colleague has sold his business has set up a GoFundMe page to cover his car payments, credit card debts, and other loans so he can move to Italy. Because he feels it's the right time. <laughs> He's asking for $18,000. What fucking hell? did, did what, was, what was his business? I have giant balls? Jesus, how do people fucking do that? Are people sending him money? He's got $500? Yeah, then fuck him. Unbelievable. That's fucking unbelievable. And whoever sent the money, that's a good psychiatric test. That's it. You send money to somebody who basically is asking, and who's done this, and you send them a check so they can move to Italy? Um, you, you grab that person and you take them in and they test to talk to a shrink for an hour. Fucking what's the matter with you, you fucking fuck? Um... This is Adam Talbert. My, my fucking wife decided not to come tonight because you aren't earned, earned her cup of tea. Well, I'm somewhat perplexed. Should I even stay with her? Do I trade her in? No, you stay with her. I'm not, I'm not coming back for another four years. <laughs> and uh, I will end with this Sandy Quinn. I'd like to thank you all for coming out tonight. It was great. It was a lot of fun. And uh, we will be in Mount Pleasant at uh, Soaring Eagle, uh, the casino there, and then back in uh, Waukegan on, uh, on Saturday. And so get your rants and whatever else you want to get off your chest. This ends with Sandy Quinn. Uh, Dear Lewis, I hate yogurt. I'd rather eat kale than yogurt. Kale itself is not so bad. Okay, you're wrong. Okay. It's bullshit. It was bullshit initially, and it's bullshit again. Okay, and the only reason it works now is because it was gone for so long, and it came back, and went, oh, fuck. It's like the way politicians should be. They should leave for a while. I don't want to see your fucking face. I don't want to see it for ten years. You come back, oh, fuck. He wasn't so bad. She wasn't so bad. Kale left for a long fucking time, didn't it? And then it came back, He went, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's shitty, but it's less shitty than quinoa, Yes. Kale itself is not so bad, it's just the hype that made it the Justin Bieber of vegetables that makes it so undesirable. (laughs) Yogurt is supposed to be so goddamn good for you, but it makes me sick. Plus, when you eat it, you think think it's about to be all creamy, but then it's not. You think it's going to be real light, but then it sits in your stomach screaming, you fool, you ate me instead of lunch or ice cream. Ice cream doesn't scream in your belly. It laughs like a sweet, fat-cheeked Buddha. (laughs) But not yogurt. Yogurt is just a belly of regret. (laughs) I hate yogurt. Is that really bad? Because it's alive? Andy. Um, the reason I started to eat yogurt and just a tip is uh, smoke some pot. <laughs> Don't eat plain yogurt. Find like a yogurt, like a, maybe, a, a, you know, a, a coffee yogurt. Um, you know, but get a creamy yogurt. Not the one with the chunky chunk fuck things in it. Okay. <laughs> Smoke smoke a couple of bowls, okay? And and then as soon as you go, I'm hungry, fucking eat the yogurt. And I guarantee you'll get over the hump. It's been a pleasure spending time with you in Rockford. Take care of each other. Thank you to the Coronado Theater. Thanks to all of you for listening to my Rantcast. Our theme song by Chris Lane, executive producer Ben Brewer, executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. And most of all, thank you, all of you who ranted so well on this show.
0: in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot Oh, oh, oh,
1: O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got Fast.